Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Extraordinary Talk Show with your host, Della Hill. I apologize for a little moment of dead air. I know that my radio station manager, Sean, cannot stand dead air. So welcome back and welcome to the Extraordinary Talk Show with Della Hill. Guys, I love being back in the studio. This is the third time I've been able to come back and record live. I feel so much more energy with you guys when I'm recording live and reaching out to you at the moment. But I also know that that carries over, that energy carries over when you're listening later. So don't be afraid to listen later because you're still going to get a lot of the energy and benefits from this show. Okay, guys, this show is important. This week's show is something I've been thinking a lot about. And I've been wanting to avoid talking about this basic topic because I don't want to take sides. I don't want to get political. And I don't want to encourage you guys to. But that's actually the problem. So what I want to talk to you about is how to keep yourself physically and emotionally healthy while we're going through COVID-19. And not only COVID-19, but anything, anything that is stressful, that is putting your health at risk, the things I'm about to share with you could be helpful. I want you guys to remember that I am also a registered nurse. In addition to whatever else you might want to call me, hypnotist, spiritual teacher, radio talk show host, whatever, I'm a registered nurse. I understand generally infection control. I am not an expert on the subject. I do not claim to be an expert on the subject. However, I know a little bit more than the standard person. Let me be clear from the very beginning. I am not here to tell you whether or not you should wear a mask. I am not here to tell you how you should care for your family. As always, I am not trying to tell you what to think. I am only trying to get you to think for yourself. But as someone with a little bit of understanding and knowledge, I would like to share with you some advice and guidelines to consider when you are making decisions for you and your family. Physically, this is the first thing we're talking about, but it's not going to be the only thing that we're talking about. I find that if you look around you, the physical aspects of this illness are what we are addressing the most. However, we're not addressing all of the physical parts of it, and we're absolutely not addressing the emotional or psychosocial effects of this illness. And my friends, those are as critical and important as any of the physical things. When it comes to making decisions for yourself, for your family, in any situation, whether it's for your health or otherwise, you have to utilize some critical thinking. You have to consider, I've been told this and I've been told this. What do I think is best? What information can I take from these things to properly care for my family the best way possible? And that's what I'm encouraging you to do. We also have to consider risk versus benefit. Risk versus benefit is a big thing in the medical world. We might offer this drug, but it's going to have this side effect. Is the risk of the drug worth is the benefit of the drug worth the risk of the side effect? These things must always be considered. Any treatment that is put in place may have unwanted side effects and is the risk worth the benefit? These are things we got to think about. When it comes 
to protecting yourself and COVID and your family from COVID. The number one physical thing that you can do is hygiene, specifically hand hygiene. We'll talk about masks in a minute, but masks are not going to protect you when you're using the ATM keypad. Masks are not going to protect you when you're putting gas in your car. Masks are not going to protect you from all of the things that you touch in a grocery store. Except it may prevent you from touching your face if you're being smart about it. This is why hand hygiene is critical. Washing your hands. This has been absolutely proven. This is something that we cannot argue about. Everyone knows and agrees with the importance and benefit of washing your hands and using hand sanitizer. I have, in addition to my super cool Radio St. George mask, I also have a Radio St. George hand sanitizer bottle on my keychain. I use my hand sanitizer when I get out of my car. I use my hand sanitizer before I get into my car. I use my hand sanitizer after touching any ATM or debit card keypad. I use my hand sanitizer after I've touched anything outside of my home and before I touch anything inside of my home. I wash my hands as often as possible. I look for opportunities to use the restroom in public, which is something I didn't used to do, so that I can have the opportunity to wash my hands with soap and water because you need to do that. Even if you're using hand sanitizer, you need to wash your hands as often as possible. Hand hygiene is the number one thing that you can be doing to protect yourself physically. When it comes to masks, one of the risks of wearing a mask, and I see this often, is that people think that because they have this mask on their face protecting their nose and mouth, that they can touch everything and they somehow have a magical force field around them that prevents them from getting germs. This is a risk that comes with wearing a mask is that you may become complacent about your hand hygiene and actually put yourself at greater risk thinking that you're being safe. Please consider that when you and your family are wearing masks. Also with masks, if you choose to have you and your family wear masks, in different situations, and you're going to have to choose, okay, well, this store requires them, so we'll wear them there. This place doesn't require them. I'm not, all I'm encouraging you to do is make the best choice, what you feel is right for you and your family. But here are some guidelines along the way. Please make sure that everyone in your family has their own mask. If you keep all the masks in a stack in the car, hanging from the gear shift or the mirror, and then every time you stop, you just hand them out like candy, what that means is that you and every person that you share that with are sharing saliva and spit and water droplets by sharing that mask. Please do not share masks, not even with people that you love in your family that are close to you. Another thing, your mask needs to be clean. Whether it's a fabric mask like this or a surgical mask, Wearing a dirty mask is more dangerous than helpful when it comes to risk versus benefit. Think of all of the times that your lips, nose, mouth, snot, boogers, 
droplets from your mouth have hit the inside of your mask. And every time you put that mask back on, you are again making yourself susceptible to all of those things. Now, you may have heard that wearing a mask is useless anyway because the virus is just like a mosquito through a chain link fence when you compare the size of the virus to a mask. Now, I don't believe that that's actually true. I believe that it's better explained by saying it's more like a if a water droplet comes at you, it's rather than a mosquito through a chain link fence, it's really more like a water balloon through a volleyball net. And what happens when you throw a water balloon through a volleyball net? If it's a small enough water balloon, it might bounce off. And there may be some benefit from that. However, if it's a larger water balloon, it's just going to pop, become thousands of tinier water droplets, and pass right through. Which is why we need multiple layers in our masks. A single layer mask is doing very, very little to protect you. Multiple layers in the mask are required. It's almost like having extra blankets behind that volleyball net when you throw the water balloon so that it doesn't get all the way through. However, every time a water balloon gets thrown at that volleyball net and the towels or blankets behind it, the water is going to sit there. In your mask, every water droplet that hits it is going to sit there and they may evaporate But as the water droplet evaporates, it's going to leave in the mask any virus, bacteria, or anything else that might be in that water droplet. So the water droplet has evaporated. However, the mask still is holding whatever garbage it had. This is why it is critical to wash or replace your masks regularly. I don't recommend wearing a fabric mask for more than a few hours without switching it out or washing it. If you're using paper medical masks, they should not be worn for more than a few hours at a time before being changed out. Even doctors, and I've worked in surgery, guys, I am very familiar with surgical masks, but doctors and nurses don't even wear the same mask for long, long periods of time. Even in surgery for a long period of time, it's possible that a doctor may not ask to have their face mask switched out, but if they're going to be in surgery for long periods of time, like over 12 hours, they often will ask for their face mask to be switched out and have somebody else even come change it because those masks are made out of paper. And even though they have paper fibers and paper linings and many different layers, they can only protect so much for so long. One thing I can recommend, and I got this idea from one of the amazing CNAs, Almost Nurses, that I'm currently working with named Christina. What she does is she takes her paper mask and she puts it in a paper bag and leaves it on the dash of her car. Now, where we live in southern Utah, it gets to be over 100 degrees in the daytime. Inside your car, it can easily be 120 or more Definitely hot enough to bake cookies on your dashboard and also hot enough to hopefully, not for sure, but hopefully kill some of the viruses, bacteria, and mold that are otherwise going to be growing in your mask. So one way to reuse a paper mask would be to sanitize it through heat, which you can do in your car. 
Just remember, keep your masks clean. Replace them, wash them, don't share them, don't reuse them unless you're putting another clean one on. Another thing, if you're not covering your mouth and your nose, you're wasting your time. If you're touching the front of your mask instead of the ear loops, you are transferring bacteria to your mask. And any bacteria that may be caught in your mask, you're going to touch that and transfer it other places. Do not touch the face part of your mask. You should only touch the ear loops of your mask, which means that when you're wearing it and it's a little bit uncomfortable, you should only touch the edges to form it to your face and to adjust it so that you can breathe better. Now, we come past the physical benefits of hand hygiene and mask wearing to the mental cost. Now, there's not a whole lot of mental cost that I've found to hand washing. However, I have found a mental cost not only to masks, but to many of the things that we are doing in the name of protecting ourselves. In the last few months, we have isolated ourselves from other people. We have hidden from other people. We have been afraid to be near other people. And we are even becoming afraid to let other people see our faces. Do you think that that is not having a deep psychological impact on you and every person in this country? Now, some of us, like me, didn't have a whole lot of effect when COVID hit. I'm an essential person. I still went to work like usual. I went home like usual. I spent time with my family like usual. And everyone, most of the people in my home were either essential or they weren't. And I got to spend even more time with them. Me personally, I didn't have the isolation that many people have had during COVID. But many people, many people who only socialized at work and got physical contact from others at work are no longer working with other people. They're now working from home. Many people that are used to being around others, and guys, even if you are an independent, even if you love being alone, we need each other. We absolutely must have contact with other humans in order to stay, one, sane, and two, physically healthy. Physical contact with others is critical to boosting and strengthening our immune system. By not coming in contact with other people, we are hurting our immune system, which actually then makes us more susceptible to illness. Do you see where we're talking about a risk versus benefit? Do you guys know that the suicide numbers have skyrocketed over the last few months while people have been isolated, alone, and in fear? We must be aware of these effects as well. Let me tell you about my patients. I work in a care center. I work with geriatric patients. When this first happened, the very first effect was that one of my patients couldn't watch her basketball game. I was working the night that the Utah Jazz had a game scheduled. The arena was filled. The teams had come out and warmed up. And then one of the members of the team was found to have COVID 
The game was canceled. The arena was emptied. And my patient was devastated because she's a huge jazz fan. She had been looking forward to that game. She kept coming to me during the night and saying, is it on yet? When's it going to start? Has it started yet? What's going on? Even not being able to watch her basketball game caused emotional pain to this patient. Immediately after that happened, rules came down from the very top because we're a Medicaid facility. Therefore, we follow all Medicaid Medicaid and Medicare guidelines, which meant that starting immediately, no one was allowed to come into the building that didn't need to be there, including employees who were on their days off, including my patients' families. Not only were my patients no longer able to visit with their families to have touch and contact from people that they loved, we also were required to shut down the dining rooms. My people who, didn't, who weren't able to see their families on a daily basis still sat in the dining room two or three times a day around a table with their friends. They shared meals with people that they cared about. This was critical for them. They have since lost that privilege through no fault of their own. So I have these patients who can only visit with their families through a window. They sit on one side and the families stand on the other side and they talk loud so they can hear each other through the glass. But there's no physical touch. There's no hugs. There's no contact. Do you understand the psychological pain that is being caused when someone who is used to being touched can no longer be touched. When someone who is used to eating meals with friends can no longer eat meals with friends. Do you understand the psychological pain? Are you personally experiencing the psychological pain of being isolated from seeing and touching people that you love? As if all of that isn't enough, in order to follow the guidelines to protect my patients, every single person in my building must wear a mask. My patients don't have to wear a mask in their room, but if they leave their room, they must wear a mask, which means every person in my building wears a mask, which means no one in my building gets to see each other's faces. Can you imagine the devastation that comes from not being able to feel human touch and not being able to see another human's face? Of course their immune systems are falling. Of course they're not emotionally healthy. Of course they're asking the doctor for more anti-anxiety meds and antidepressants. Not only my patients, but millions of Americans are reaching out to their doctors asking for help to get through this emotional time. I went to the grocery store yesterday. I tried so hard to smile through my mask so that other people could see a smile. Do you understand when we see another human smile, it releases in our own brains serotonin and dopamine that makes us happy. 
That boost of serotonin and dopamine boosts and feeds the immune system, making us stronger. When we can't see the face of another human, it hurts our immune system, which makes us more susceptible to illness. Now, I'm not telling you don't wear masks. I'm telling you, make the right choice for you and your family. Get informed. Make educated decisions. And find opportunities to look at people's faces. Find opportunities to smile at others. When you come out of the grocery store and you are six feet away from another human, take your mask off and smile at them. It is safe to smile at a stranger from six feet away or more. If you are riding your bicycle by yourself, you do not need to wear a mask. If you want to do it, not telling you not to. But please find opportunities to smile at other people. Find opportunities to let other people see your face. Find opportunities to touch other humans, even if you have to carry around a gallon of hand sanitizer to rub it all over yourself afterwards. There are so many good things that we can do to protect our families. Appropriate social distancing, hand hygiene, masks, etc. But keep in mind where the benefit stops and where the risk builds past a certain point. Another thing that I've caught myself doing and I've had to pull back from, guys, is arguing your point. Every single one of us is right. Every single one of us that has an opinion about any of this can give you information and statistics and links to why we're right. Every single one of us. Every single one of us who has opposite ideas can find evidence to prove that we're right. And the more you do that, the more it divides you from other humans, the more it isolates you, and the more it continues to pull your immune system down. Please do not argue. There are two ways that you can see all of this. You can see this with the fear that is spewed on television. If you want to be afraid about COVID, just watch TV. I promise. I've got one patient. Depending on what news channel he's watching, I know how many anti-anxiety pills he's going to need. But when he turns off the news, he doesn't need any of them. Watch out for the fear because we're being fed fear. Fear causes you to actually lower your immune system. Fear causes you to hide from other humans. Fear causes you to not do things that are beneficial for you. Please don't live in fear. The other way to do this, the other way to address COVID and everything in your life is with love. With love. Love is so much greater than fear. Anytime you're scared, anytime you're in a situation where you don't know what to do, ask yourself, how can I throw love into this to make it better? How can I love this situation or this person more to make this better, to improve this? Act in love. Show people your face from six feet away. Smile at them. If you have time, 
go to a nursing home and visit those seniors, even if you don't know them. Sing outside their window. Do something. Reach out to others who are in isolation. Whether it's Marco Polo or FaceTime or whatever you've got to do, let people see your face. Any way that you can find to share love, give love, and fill yourself with love is how we heal with love. And remember, I'm not trying to tell you what to do or what to think. I'm only trying to get you to think for yourself. I'm Della. That's the Extraordinary Talk Show. I love you all. You've been listening to The Extraordinary Talk Show with Della Hill. Search YouTube and Facebook, Spotify, or Podbean for video and podcasts of this show. Or go to RadioStGeorge.com. We'll see you next week for another edition of The Extraordinary Talk Show.